Where is InsureTech headed next? This is where indie agents own the answer. Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast. Let's go. What's up, dudes? Welcome back to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast. Super pumped to have you guys here. I have another very special guest uh, who actually came in person into the studio. So we're we're rocking and rolling today on um, on the the video side of things. But I'm really excited for you guys to meet her. One of the things that I want to make sure we focus on for this podcast is bringing more of our learnings. What what do we, you know, when we when we rock and roll every day here at Vertifor, when we try new things, when we fail, when we succeed, um, you know, when people change things up, when people have new ideas, whatever those are, I want to make sure we bring those out to the industry so that you guys can hear um, what we're learning and hopefully learn from, from those things too. Now, I understand that, you know, obviously there's a little bit of a difference being that Vertifor is a, a relatively large company and, um, you know, you may feel like, well, maybe maybe some of those things aren't, you know, specifically relevant to me if I have a five-person agency or a 20-person agency. And I'll tell you right now, they absolutely are. They absolutely are. So what we're going to do is um, uh, we're going to share with you the, the big idea, but we're going to boil it down into something that's really ch- tangible for you to take away no matter what size agency you are, no matter what size business you are. So with that, I'm really excited to introduce the one and only Crystal Bowler. Welcome, Crystal. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped for you to be here, dude. Um, and just so our audience has a little bit of a, uh, a background on you, they're going to get to know you as this goes on, but I'll, I'll give you the tea up here. Um, Crystal is our learning and development specialist here at Vertifor. Um, she is also the co-chair of Black at Vertifor, which um, is a wonderful organization, is incredibly involved in the community, um, incredibly involved in Vertifor itself and making sure that, um, you know, the voice of the black community is heard and, uh, you know, embedded in the decisions we make as a business. So, you know, she's really a leader here uh, at the company. And, and that's one of the reasons I wanted her to come on and, and talk to um, onboarding specifically and, and share what she's learned over the past few years. I will tell you my story of meeting Crystal was actually like day, well, it was day one, I guess, of Vertifor. <laughs> um, and I remember that, number one, I, I remember dreading the onboarding process, like absolutely dreading it and thinking, oh my gosh, I just, nothing in me wants to go to this. <laughs> I was thinking of every, like, can I have another computer set up so I can just not be there? Can I, you know, say that I'm, like, you know, sick or my aunt died or, you know, whatever excuse I could come up with. Um, But I'll tell you right now, day one, Crystal got on and she was so welcoming. Her energy, I mean, it completely changed that entire two weeks for me. 
Now you're giving me a big head. I'm about to flip my hair and everything. Like, okay, you know, <laughs> let's go. Get my accolades. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Um, yeah, I just, I rem- and I remember your kiddos were, um, you know, as kiddos do, like they were just, they were, you know, they were needing mom in that moment. And um, I remember my little girl was, um, she's a football player, ballerina. Okay. So usually she'll go set hut and hike something, and then you heard a crash. So yeah. I'm like, I gotta go for just one second. Sorry, excuse me. We we're working through working from home. We're getting through it, but yeah, it's yeah. pretty rambunctious at times. But you you had that balance nailed down to a T. Like it never felt like it felt like you were able to balance giving us your full attention and them your full. I don't, I, I don't know how you did it. It's a super superpower. It must be. Um, Give them whatever they want, usually. <laughs> I think it was fruit snacks. Yeah. Usually yeah. promise something. Um, yeah. And then the one reward them. I'm a pay mom. So if you do this, I'll buy you something. I like Probably it. not the best. I Science like books it. probably hate it. But it works, especially if you have to do a meeting. I love it. I love it, dude. Well, let's start back, like, pre-Vertifor. Mm-hmm. And actually, tell me, you, you mentioned that your mom was a drill sergeant. I would yeah. love to start there, because that uh, is, that's amazing. That It was weird okay. growing up. Okay. I didn't realize, and well, I didn't know it was weird until I was grown, but um, I'm an army brat. I was born, wasn't on a base, but um, I was born in Germany, right outside of Lonstel. Interesting. Okay. Um, lived on military bases, um, a new one every year. My mom said till I was like five, mm-hmm. and then she got out of the military. But it was very fun, you know, um, at times. But anytime you go to a festival, there's always that military challenge. Mm-hmm. We would get treats if we could get through it. So you'd be like pigtails, tutu, trying to go through the Navy tour just to try to see if you can do it with your mom yelling mind over matter in the background <laughs> at the top of her lungs the whole time so it was pretty interesting it was fun Mm. it was interesting no do you feel like that um you know I mean look not everybody can say that their mom was as attentive right like Mm -hmm. I I you know I I have friends whose families weren't always like you know weren't always present or weren't always there so maybe your mom being too much present could be frustrating (laughs) at times but at the same time do you feel like you walked away from or, or grew up feeling like you had a really strong grasp around things like discipline, like core values that have allowed you to be who you are today? Uh, yeah, I think I do. I think my mother is a she's a four foot eleven. She says five foot, but I measured her powerhouse <laughs> with a honey blonde afro. Um, Ooh, she's fire. She is. She is my mother. I always tell her, you know, um, the way I grew up, uh, she is steel with grace wrapped around her. Mm. She's very attentive. She's there. She's caring. But mm. she's also like, we had a rule. You got 11 minutes. Something goes wrong. You can cry for 11 minutes. But after that 11 minutes, I don't want to hear it no more. Mm. You got to tell me what you're going to do to fix it. Mm. So even now, when something doesn't go my way, I'm like, I need 11 minutes. Just give me my 11 <laughs> minutes. I'm going to pout. I'm going to cuss. I might throw a paper towel roll or two. But after that, I'm going to get up and get to it. And I think that is probably the biggest lesson I learned, even within my career. It's like to keep going. The power of 11 minutes. Just 11 minutes. That's a book. Yeah, it could be. It could, you're welcome. You know, uh, you're welcome you're for that. So we'll just say, right? <laughs> hey, don't get, don't look try at to you making the connection. <laughs> don't try saying. to give me a finder speed, but hey. I love it. Um, 
Okay, so so fast forward a few years, mm-hmm. you're you're grown up. Um, what was your first meaningful, you know, pr- profession? Like, what was your first meaning, meaningful career move? Was it was it Vertifor or was, was there something? Vertifor. Was Vertifor? So, okay. um, I went to cosmetology school. Um, I became a med aide, and I became a mom young. I had my oldest at well, twenty three. Mm. And respect. I when I got to Vertifor. I was just trying to keep my head above water. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about it before. I came to Vertifor six months pregnant with twins, and I never thought of a career. I just went from entry level to entry level, and um, through acquisitions and mergers, sometimes you didn't have a job at the end of that. And so mm-hmm. when I came to Vertifor, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do an entry level job. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be, maybe I can suck this belly and maybe they won't know there's two in there at six months. It didn't happen that way. <laughs> but um, Vertifor was my first step into the real career world because mm-hmm. it was the first time I was like, oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And rolling into six years and I think I had three college credits when I came to Vertifor and I got my master's in August. So like, I'm like when I say I am a Vertifor cheerleader, I am like, you need to come to Vertifor. I'm sneaking the Vertifor of my card to Walmart cashiers. <laughs> like, you got great customer service. You should try to come to Vertifor. Um, but Vertifor was my first. That's awesome. Okay, so did you know when you first came here that you wanted to really invest into to this specialty, into really understanding onboarding and, and what that experience should be like? Um, no. Um, I started in customer support, and during that time, we had um, a speaker named Myra Golden. She's on LinkedIn, but uh, Vertifor had her come and talk to us, and I remember after that presentation, I told my then manager, I said, I'm going to be the Myra Golden of Vertifor. He was like, that's not a thing. I was like, it will be one day. That's what I'm going to do. And because she talked about customer service and training and experience. And um, when this job opened, I didn't apply for it. I didn't even try to apply for it. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm learning to be okay with change. But at the time, Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to change at all. Mm -hmm. And I didn't apply for it. Mm -hmm. And my manager at the time, he was like, Crystal, you need to apply for this job. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no. I'm not gonna apply for it. I don't. I'm, I'm okay. Wow, I'm you were really set in your I was ways. Set. You were really like. He threatened to call my mama, <laughs> and I will never forget. He said he called me. He's like, if you do not apply for this job, I'm gonna call your mother. I said you wouldn't dare. He was like, she got that Kansas area code, doesn't she? I was like, she's your emergency contact. And I applied and I got it. And then I was like, he said you said you wanted to be the Myra Golden. Be mm-hmm. it. You said you wanted to be in training. And then once I got into L&D and then onboarding, um, military mother, first impressions are mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, well, onboarding is the first impression. I'm the first impression for a lot of employees to the company. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make sure it's a damn good one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to wear my orange Jordans on Monday. I got them on. They're on my graphic, too, on our presentation. I'm going to show people why I love Vertifor mm. because that love is going to translate and then they're going to be like, dang, I picked the right place to be. Mm. Plus, a great onboarding experience increases like 69% of retention. Wow. Just by an awesome onboarding experience. Yeah. So I'm doing my part, I like to think. Absolutely. I love that. The Myra Golden of Vertifor. That's a t-shirt right there. See? Another idea. I'm going to have to write it down. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I guess, you know, it's funny. I think about my own career path uh, and uh, in a previous interview with uh, Jess Butler, who's a new VP of product management, we were talking about why we make, why, why we made certain career decisions. And looking back, really all of mine have been, who are the people in the room? You know, and um, I think that that element of culture and, and making sure that people really, you know, have a great experience when they're coming in is so important. Like you were mentioning when we were just talking and, and you said just now that first impression is so important. If someone walks in the front doors day one and they don't know who to talk to, they don't know where they're supposed to be, they don't know what to do. I mean, at the end of the day, they probably feel like, what's my, what's my purpose here? And if you're not feeling fulfilled at work, if you're not feeling like, I want to be the, you know, I want to be the Myra Golden. I, there's somewhere I'm going in this job. And it's not just to get up tomorrow and, you know, be here at 8 a.m. with a coffee. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really, really important. How do you, how, like, that seems very hard to do. <laughs> um, I look on LinkedIn. One of the okay. biggest things I pride myself on is I want everyone to feel welcome. So mm-hmm. I look on LinkedIn, and so mm-hmm. when someone walks in, they're looking at me, and I'm like, oh, hi, Crystal. I'm nice to meet you. And they're like, she was waiting on me. Mm. She knew my name. Mm. She was ready for me. She told me where to go. She had a seat. Mm. I didn't have to go looking for anywhere. She had mm. a schedule ready. Mm. I think the biggest thing is, like, I want everyone to feel welcome, but I want them to feel like I prepared for them. Mm-hmm. So they're not just coming in to, like, oh, Okay, we'll figure this out as we go. They're like, oh, I'm getting like star treatment here. I love that. I love that. It kind of reminds me of, um, I want to say I saw like a, just a really short video on, on social media, I think from an insurance agency or maybe from a different small business. And they, I think they must have LinkedIn stalked this person and printed out like, or maybe Facebook printed out like a picture of their family, their favorite candy and like put it on their desk day one. So when that person sat down, they immediately felt like, oh, I, I, I feel at home. Like I know where I am kind of thing. Yeah. We give, we have like swag bags ready. I don't know if you saw them, but we have some pretty cool socks now. Okay. I know socks isn't everybody's <laughs> thing, but good quality socks are like, it's like top, it's up there with good sheets. Okay. Okay. So fair, we give um, the swag bag. We make sure that their name is ready. I think the biggest thing is we don't want employees having to go look for something. Mm-hmm. We're like, Oh, maybe you forgot your note pen. Maybe you forgot a water bottle. We have that all ready for you. So you're not looking around for mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's pretty cool. I'm taking notes like, oh, maybe how can I figure out their candy bar without even being slightly more stalkerish than I am already (laughs) hunting their LinkedIn profiles? Because it tells you when somebody sees your LinkedIn. But uh, you're giving me some more ideas to even be better. So even if it's good, it can always be better. Yeah, I'm just the messenger. Totally not my idea. But you're (laughs) welcome to steal it because I don't even know whose it is. Um, So besides making them feel, you know, that, so that sort of first impression, Hey, we, we know who you are. We picked you, you know, not just like, Oh, yep. Roles filled, cool box checked. And now we're moving on. Like we picked crystal, we picked Sid, whoever it is, right. To come in and, and really take this role and make it something that it wasn't before. What about things like making sure that they understand process? Like, how do you, how do you help someone, you know, get up to speed on 
how all that any any tips or best practices on that side of things yeah well one thing I, I would want to point out it's not necessarily we picked you they picked us mm. right there was a thousand places that they could have applied and they chose vertifor well said well they said. picked us and i think that's having that mentality but making sure they're thoroughly informed Mm-hmm. I have my phone number on the welcome emails. I have my email. So even if I gave employees the information, they got a quick question, they can call me, they can text me. I'm always available to help them out. But the first step is to make sure they know what they need to bring the first day. Mm-hmm. You give them something they can refer back to. So even if it's a simple email, outlining the steps. Mm-hmm. We send the email, but we also now send onboarding guides for your first day. Like, hey, this is what your first day is going to look like. We're mm-hmm. going to give you lunch. Let us know if you have a dietary restriction, but this is what we need you to bring. Mm. So when they walk in the building, they're not like, uh, what was I supposed to do? They already know what they need to bring. We check in multiple times before their start week and just make sure they're thoroughly informed. And if we haven't heard back, I call them. Be like, hey, sorry, I just want to make sure everything's okay. Do you have mm-hmm. any questions? Mm-hmm. Did you see the emails I sent? Not in a stalkerish, stalkerish way, just to make sure, like, hey, you're good. Because mm-hmm. we're so excited for you to join us. Mm-hmm. And make sure that excitement travels through. So basically just making sure you help them understand with, like, a one-sheeter. Here, yeah. Here's what to expect. Yep, we have the one-sheeter, and then um, we have a little bit more detailed guides that mm-hmm. we do attach to the emails now. So the one cheater okay. is everything you need to know, mm-hmm. but if you need more information, go ahead and check out the onboarding guide I attached to this email. Mm-hmm. So if they have further questions, they're usually answered in the guide or they can just call me. I like that. I like that a lot. Cool. What about like a buddy buddy system? And I guess I'm thinking, you know, especially in a you know, in a in a smaller business. Um, you know, I I I guess I think back to my own I use air quotes here, onboarding at my dad's agency. Um, Very loose term. Nancy, the accountant, was the one who sat down with me and said, okay, here's the big book of process. And here's all the things that you need to know. Just follow it step by step and you'll be golden. I'm going to tell you right now, 16-year-old Sid did not... um, at all follow all 32 steps that were in the process. And there were definitely things left out of AMS 360, which is the agency management system he uses, um, you know, at the time. But, uh, but I, you know, thinking back, I almost wish that instead of uh, Nancy being the one to sit down with me, it was somebody who was doing the job that I was doing, mm-hmm. you know, like an, another account manager who could sit down with me and say, hey, here's what to expect, right? You're going to get calls from clients and they're going to be angry. They're going to, you know, or they're going to be really happy or here's how you deal with this type of situation versus that versus just like, here's the process, follow all 32 steps and then you can go home, mm-hmm. you know? I think for here at Vertifor, it's a partnership. So mm-hmm. it's not just our L&D team and mm-hmm. human resources. It's a partnership within your manager. I think it's so cool that a manager can go online to Workday and tell you who you should meet. So it's Mm -hmm. not, we can put that in our Workday onboarding portal. But um, what we do is the very first day they're with me. I like to say, I'm your buddy. If you need me, text me. I'm here. I'm going to be probably checking on you every two seconds anyway. I'm right in the room. 
But we set time for them to meet with their managers as well that day mm -hmm. for next steps and expert and expectations or wherever the case may be. So we um, get all of that compliance stuff out of the way. Mm -hmm. Then we introduce them to our company and our culture, but we invite their manager or if there's a team member in the, in the office when they start to lunch, mm. just to say, hey, come in. So, you know, now they're not just, they haven't just met me and ate with me. They may be ate with their manager. They may be ate with a team member. Yeah. Um, and we make sure that at the end of orientation, they know what they're doing next. Mm -hmm. You have your manager meeting. Now, don't forget tomorrow. Your day's going to start at this time. Looks like you can work remotely if you want to, but we give them that extra. We make sure they know where they're going to go. Mm -hmm. We take the extra steps so they're not confused, and we yeah. pre-plan this a week ahead yeah. of time. You know, I didn't even think about the complexity before this podcast, of, of the complexity of COVID and how remote work changes onboarding. Like, you can't you know, see people. I, and you know, what's crazy to me is if I think back to my onboarding with you, I was in Minneapolis, you were in Denver mm -hmm. and I never felt like, oh man, I wish I was in, I mean, I, of course I felt that in terms of like, yeah, I want to be in the office, but I never felt like I was missing anything. How did you do that? <laughs> As I look back, you know, I let my weirdness shine through. Mm. If you let your true personality and your uniqueness come through, mm -hmm. people feel like they're connecting with you, mm -hmm. right? I send my stock employees a little bit. I, I see what I can find out on social media first, mm -hmm. just to help if I, um, just to have a couple of things in my back pocket, or I, you listen to those cues, mm -hmm. um, like you know. Um, Someone started in Chicago, but there was a snowstorm. So I remember mm -hmm. I asked, like, how are you doing in that snowstorm? Mm -hmm. That brings it out a little mm -hmm. bit of them. So trying just to connect with each person. Sometimes it's harder. Um, sometimes we have 20 to 25 people starting, mm -hmm. and it's harder to connect with each person. Mm -hmm. But especially when you have those um, smaller onboarding classes, it's easier to be like, oh, hey, how are you doing? How's the weather out mm -hmm. there? Or, or oh, I love that picture in the background. What mm -hmm. is that? And, it brings it out a little bit more. Yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, I mean, I just want to reinforce the stat that, that you brought up at the beginning of the conversation, which is it's really expensive to not do this. So you might, you know, I can see people listening to this and saying, whoa, that's a lot of extra time and effort and energy that I have to spend up front. I'd rather just do things, you know, the way that I've always done them. Mm -hmm. the, the flip side to that is, well, you know, if, if the way you're doing things now means that you're not giving someone a great onboarding experience and not really helping them embrace your culture and understand your process and be a true part of your business and feel like they have purpose, then what are you, you know, how much are you going to lose on the back end? Absolutely. And the stat came from the Society of Human Resource Management, SHRM, I mm -hmm. think the acronym, how you say it, but... It's like three years. It's like 69% will stay wow. uh, about three years mm. minimum if they mm -hmm. have a great onboarding experience because mm -hmm. that experience makes them feel connected to the company, mm -hmm. right? And then also having that person, like, oh, Crystal said, if I needed help, just message her. You know, I've been here almost six years. I can probably tell you somebody's name in every department. And I can be like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, reach out to this person. And sometimes even making those introductions. So it's, I think it's a step that's often overlooked mm -hmm. when you don't have that great onboarding experience. Um, and then also, we live in the digital age. So now mm -hmm. it's easy to go on someone's, uh, comparably, glass door to look up. And then they're like, hmm, 
this other order. I don't want to go through that onboarding experience. I don't know if I'm going to do it. So yeah. just trying to make it better. Yeah, 100%. So how how does, because there's two types of onboarding. Mm-hmm. There's There's employee onboarding, but there's also, you know, bringing someone into your culture. There's also bringing clients into your culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how much translates between the two? What's the difference, you know? They're actually extremely similar. So mm-hmm. when I got into saying I'm going to be the Myra Golden and customer service and onboarding, what I realized is customer onboarding and employee onboarding, they all go through the four steps. And I, they're called, some you'll see five, but it's like the four C's of compliance. Mm-hmm. Four C's of onboarding, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Compliance, um, clarification, culture, and connection. Mm-hmm. They all follow the same steps. You got to get the legal stuff out of the way. You got to get the paperwork signed, right? Mm-hmm. You got to make sure that's done. You need to clarify. Your role is this. My role is this. Mm-hmm. This is what, how I'm going to help you. This is what's on, you know, this is what we need you to do sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. And then what now you're seeing a bigger push is the culture. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe for Vertifor, it's showing how we have these awesome employee resource groups. We have these amazing benefits. Um, but for um, for a customer trying to show their customer onboarding, you want to show them this is what we are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I've noticed when I did customer support is a lot of our insurance agents, they're out in their community. Mm-hmm. They're helping the little league teams mm-hmm. and you see banners everywhere and showing the customer that part, that culture of your business is still important mm-hmm. because it's pretty cool. Maybe I want to go to this company because they did help my brother's little league team. I remember their banner, mm-hmm. even though the team was great or like my son's little league team. He, we don't, he's, he's not going to be a professional baseball at any time, but <laughs> being able to have somebody willing to invest in him, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's an awesome, that's an awesome piece. Mm-hmm. So taking those four C's, even though they're slightly different from customer to employee, the basis is the same. Mm. I like the second one. Let's let's dig into that one. It was because you said compliance, clar- clarification, clarification, clarification. So one of the things I remember, actually, this was my insurance agent, um, and she retired uh, a year or two ago, but she had been my agent for a long time. <laughs> it's funny because I talked to her as a client. I also talked to her as someone who is, you know, in the insurance industry and just trying to understand the life of an agent. So it's funny because I kind of got both sides and I remember talking to her with that second hat on at one point and, and, you know, her saying, her sort of opening up to me and saying, man, I wish that my clients would stop texting me like six o'clock at night, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or five in the morning. Um, and, and of course, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, am I one of those people? Shoot. I should stop texting <laughs> Probably her. One of those <laughs> Probably people. one of those people. Yeah. Um, but to your point, if you don't clarify ahead of time, you know, what the roles are, what expectations, you know, hey, if you want to, during that onboarding, if you're a commercial client and you need a certificate, the best and fastest way to get that done is to go X, mm-hmm. go to the client portal, email this particular email address, reach out to your account manager, set the expectation at the beginning of the, re- it's like any relationship, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't show your partner that there's a laundry basket in a very specific place, like, 
<laughs> clothes may not end up there, right? And and you could say you could play the whose fault is that game, but at the end of the day, communication solves the problem, Absolutely. and setting the expectation solves the problem. Absolutely, and it's not just right up front. You got to follow up again because everyone's mm-hmm. not going to remember. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I joke in orientation. I'm going to send a lot of stuff your way. I don't expect you to remember most of it. But what I do need to remember, I'm going to follow up with you. And I'll continue to follow up with you. Mm -hmm. And it's not like whether you have office hours, whether you have business hours, whether uh, they have to go a specific route to get a form, fill out something with HR. Always having that information of where they need to go readily available Mm -hmm. will prompt. Um, their self-service. They'll go, okay, I can do this by myself. I can Mm -hmm. go ahead and handle this. Mm -hmm. I know that, um, oh, six o'clock, Crystal doesn't have her phone on her. Mm -hmm. So I know if I email her past six o'clock, because I set office hours and outlook, you email me past five o'clock, more than likely you're not going to get a response until the next day. Mm -hmm. But just being clear about this is what we need from you Mm -hmm. and when because mm-hmm. even with customers or employees, there's legal things you got to get through. Mm-hmm. I need this from you by this point. Just being clear. Sometimes I I use Destiny's Child's bugaboo. Sometimes <laughs> I'm a bugaboo. I'm like, hey, don't make me stalk you. I'm going to hunt you down a little bit. Just okay, JK. But um, just saying, hey, I'm going to follow up with you. I need you to know what you need. I want ma- I want to make sure you know what we need to be done. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Okay, well, let me ask this for for agencies who are listening and saying, yeah, that sounds amazing. I want to make sure that my employees have that type of experience. Um, You know, you gave a couple tips. I think with that onboarding guide, I guess, is there a right place to start for that? If, If someone doesn't have anything like that, how would they you know, start to create that onboarding guide? What are the questions they would ask themselves or maybe ask their team? Um, What does that look like? Yeah, so it's pretty simple. The questions I would ask is, okay, what's the legal stuff I gotta get out the way? Mm. What do I need a signature on? What's the stuff I need? You know, um, I-9's gotta be done within three days legally. So Mm -hmm. I know that needs to be a priority. That's the first thing I need to put down. This mm-hmm. is what I need from you to continue this mm-hmm. relationship because that's what it is. And then from there, it's like, okay, this is what I need them to know. Then what would I like them to know, right? What do I, and then secondly, I mean, thirdly, what do I want them to feel? Do I want them to feel welcomed, mm-hmm. right? And then you mm-hmm. start to think about, you ask yourself that, and I'm a Googler, Google it if you have to. Um, ask yourself how you want to portray your company and yourself, and then fold that into your brand. Use mm-hmm. your brand to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to write all the steps down. Even if I don't send them to the, the employee, this is what I need to do to remind myself. And then take, once you have that information, mm-hmm. put it in a Word format, print it as a PDF, mm-hmm. and attach it. Mm-hmm. Keep editing it. Keep mm-hmm. revising it. Right? I think we're on like our sixth or seventh um, mm-hmm. version of the employee guide. Yep. As legal regulations change, you got to change it. Mm-hmm. As um, branding changes, you got to change it, which is fine. But um, just start writing everything down. I'm a one-noter. Use OneNote and put it out there and I just try it. and ask for feedback. 
Because mm. what's clear to me after I've been at Vertifor for six years may not be clear to someone else. Mm -hmm. So after employees started, be like, hey, what did you think? Oh, mm. this could have been better. And use that feedback to improve. Mm. I love that. Almost feels like you could have a different onboarding guide depending on the role, too. So mm -hmm. in an agency, you've got sales, service, uh, accounting, you know, depending on, you know, maybe you have a sales onboarding guide, a service onboarding guide, because the processes are different, and then like a generic one mm -hmm. that you could hand out. Um, and there's going to be overlap, obviously, but, but that way it's a little more catered to that person's, you know, particular mm -hmm. role in the agency. Absolutely. What I think uh, is an awesome idea is having your company-wide onboarding guide, mm -hmm. and then maybe after they start, you can give them the sales onboarding guide. You can, because you already got, we know everybody got to do this step. Mm -hmm. And you could tailor it even more. Um, I like to tell people our onboarding experience is customized. Mm -hmm. So it's by time zone, depending on when you start now, when you're going to have your manager meeting. We don't want someone in California having to wake up at 6 o'clock to join onboarding, so we make sure they don't have to sign on till 8. Mm -hmm. But that means we don't want someone in New York having to wait until 1 to start their work day. So being able to customize that is awesome, and mm -hmm. it will make employees feel even more welcome. I love that. I love that. And I will give a plug for Agency Zoom. If you haven't checked it out yet, on the customer or client onboarding side of things, there's actually a way to create an onboarding pipe. Um, and you can detail out every single step that you want to make sure that that service person takes to properly onboard an employee following Crystal's uh, you know, framework there with the four C's. And you can even build automation into those different steps so that, you know, let's say you have Sid Rowe coming in, buying a, a personal lines policy. You could have a different process actually for personal lines versus commercial lines because you might want something a little more white glove. Uh, but when Sid Rowe comes in, you know, just like in a sales pipeline, you'd kind of have those steps where you'd move her profile from, from step to step. And as you do, things are happening in the background. Uh, you know, emails are going out with information, with attachments, uh, you know, text messages are going out, tasks are popping up, all different kinds of things are happening. So you can literally build it into the system and then really the system just either does the work for you or guides the person who's doing the work, which is pretty snazzy to make sure that you get that, you nail that customer experience every single time. Oh, that sounds awesome. So, yeah, I know. Gosh, that agency Zoom team should give me some commission or something. Um, Crystal, thank you so much for coming on and sharing some of your knowledge. I am, I'm really, really excited for what you continue doing here at Vertifora. I just feel like you're still just getting started and you've, I mean, obviously you've already done a lot, um, but I still feel like you're just getting started and I'd love to have you back on you know, at some point to talk through the changes that you're continuing to make and uh, all the awesome that you're bringing to Vertifor. Awesome. Well, you know where to find me. I'm glad to come back. Awesome. awesome. All right. With that, guys, have a good one, and we'll see you on the next episode. If you haven't yet been to Austin, Texas, between May 7th to the 10th, consider this your official invitation. Accelerate is the largest gathering of Vertifor users from around the country. And no matter if you're looking to be challenged,
challenged by hearing the stories of successful owners who did things a bit differently, see cutting edge solutions thanks to the implosion of the InsureTech ecosystem, or learn how you can maximize your current Vertifor tech stack. Accelerate has it all. So go to accelerate.netview.org, put it in your phone, put it in your computer, wherever you are, accelerate.netview.org, grab your ticket and join us in the live music capital.